Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Roaring Glory podcast. I don't know what season this is. <laughs> We're kind of doing a new thing. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Let's go. I'm glad we're on a podcast because I think if it was a video, I would just freeze. Because <laughs> once the music starts, I think, well, something amazing is going to happen. And I'm supposed to be a part of it, but I don't have anything amazing. I, we're both in trouble then because I never, I'm yeah. just shooting from the hip. Well, I guess the first thing we need to say is, man, uh, hey, welcome back, listener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> singular yeah. welcome back <laughs> it's been what uh five months maybe it's been too long <laughs> so, it's been too long so i think we're in the middle of season three okay or not in the middle probably the beginning i think there's only two episodes for season th- three so we could just stay on the same season even though it's been yeah. a, a whole season <clears throat> yeah of the weather seasons <laughs> Fa- summer Fall, winter. We're yeah. missing one. We'll go till spring. Well, we haven't we haven't been through all of them since we podcasted, uh-huh. so that's good. That's right. That's right. That's good. It hasn't been a year. We're not. Uh, yeah. No. So we're we kind of did a new thing the last. Well, you said we had two episodes or three? Two. Okay, so we've kind of done the thing. If they've listened to it. It's a different thing than what you normally hear from a podcast. But maybe you should reintroduce it, kind of just remind everybody what we're trying to do here. We decided to, uh, instead of just jabber John about uh, things like most a lot of podcasts do, Yeah. thought, well, how, how could we be more helpful? And probably we could be more helpful by um, maybe taking some works in theology and bringing them to the church or the layperson so that they can look at with us why they're helpful friends. Yeah. And so we started doing that with Crossways series, uh, short studies in biblical theology. Biblical theology. Mm-hmm. And we did two of them. Yep. And now <laughs> we're switching gears again. We're getting closer, I think, to the bullseye of where yeah. this podcast belongs. Yes. And so we're thinking, okay, well, these modern works are helpful, but man, what do what do people return to time and time again? Yeah, the Puritans. The Puritans. We're talking Thomas Goodwin, Thomas Brooks, uh, John Jeremiah Burroughs, Burroughs, John Owen, Bunyan, Paul, but not Paul. Oh my gosh. We're not gonna read the babe and the blue ox. We promise. <laughs> That's not a Puritan work, as far as I know. <laughs> so anyways, we're gonna look at those guys and we're cause the the you know, and we're gonna talk about why we've decided to help you look at the Puritans and why there's I don't there's kind of been a resurgence in Puritan a little bit interest. Yeah. And I think as uh the the evangelical church becomes more widespread reformed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason, the reformed guys are diving into yeah. Puritans. Yeah, uh, KB, I heard, said in order to go forward, we need to go back. Calvin Burgess. Kind of like, uh, like Luther. I mean, all the reformers at that point said, we got to go back to the sources. Yeah. If you know that Latin phrase, you can 
say it, but I don't remember. Uh, but it was it was back to scripture is what they were saying. So we're we're obviously going to read everything in light of scripture. Um, but these friends that we're talking about that are historical uh, were well versed in scripture, and um, the Lord gifted them to have keen insights into his word and they were able to communicate that to their peers and also obviously later generations to help us also see what God has done throughout history and uh, in in the gospel of Jesus. So that's just one of the many reasons we are going back in order to move forward. Yeah, so we wanted to do all this in light of the Bible and there's nobody that that is better at... um, teaching the Bible, I don't think, than the Puritans. Because mm. every book, at least that I have of the Puritans, basically covers one verse. <laughs> yeah. They would write a book on one verse, yeah. or they'll write a book on one word. Oh. And I was thinking about this this morning. They are they are uh, 16th and 17th and yeah. 18th century Bereans. Bereans. Yeah, those people in, in Acts, uh, what are they, in 17, 18, you know, that take the words of Paul in light of the scriptures that they have to see if they're true, and they mm. examine those things yeah. daily. And I don't think there's any better meditators on scripture throughout history than the Puritans were. No, I would I would totally agree. I was reading Thomas Goodwin, and I had exhausted myself reading multiple chapters and he hadn't even moved past half of the first verse he was on. <laughs> just, yeah. just, they they wring scripture dry. Dry. They do all they can to get everything out of it. Out of it, yeah. So we finish each other's <laughs> sentences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh no, when you said you mentioned the Latin phrase and I was thinking Post tenebrous lux, but that means light after darkness. Yes, which was John Calvin's big thing. Yeah, that wasn't what you were getting after. No, it was back, uh, back to the sources or something like that. Yeah, but anyway, so, so all, that, all that to say, <laughs> all that, all that to say, what Andy said. I'm gonna say something. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna say something. Right yeah, now. say something. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the first book that we're gonna look at. You just picked it out just right now, didn't you? N- no. Oh. Not right now. Before now. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell? <laughs> I would love to tell him what it is, but you didn't tell me what it is. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. It's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> it's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> no, it's yeah. John Bunyan. John. Can you... Do you... <laughs> the Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. yeah. What else did John write? Like we know him. <sighs> First name basis with John. You know, I've got a set of Puritan works from Banner of Truth, and he's got one, I believe, on prayer. It might be yeah. titled Grace on ab- Prayer. Grace Abounding to Sinners or something. That might one. be it, yeah. You you also have one of his that's uh, got like a military title. Oh, like, yeah. It's another fictional work. I think it might have been written after the Pilgrim's Progress. Um it is a military type theme, and now I can't remember the title. Yeah. Um, the city is Man's Soul, and uh, it's got kind of the John Bunyan esque type characters where he's naming them what they are, the traits they have, the characteristics they have. Uh, yeah. Have you looked it up? Do you have that? 
Uh, Grace abounding the chief of sinners was 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 not a uh, fictional or allegorical work. It was it was one of his main, uh, one of his most f- famous books. But Pilgrim's Progress is his most famous book. That book that Annie's talking about. Um, I'm not. Let me let me see. Not pulling it up. But anyways, Bunyan was a, a pastor who lived in the 17th century. Uh, born 1628, died 1688, so 60 years for him. Uh, imprisoned for a time for his faith. Part of a nonconformist group. Uh, came from Elstow in England near Bedford. Um, so that's kind of when he was around. Uh, and then he's wrote this great allegorical piece about the Christian life, and it follows these different characters on the narrow way as yeah. they're going to the, yeah. what do they call it, the City of Light or the Celestial City? The Celestial the City, celestial yeah. city. The name of that other allegorical work is The Holy War. The Holy War. Yeah. Okay. Glad Which I enjoyed it. Um, Pilgrim's Progress is the more famous one for a reason, but... But if you enjoy John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress or if you're interested in John Bunyan after we kind of give you the rundown here, that may be another allegorical work that you'd be interested in reading. Yeah. So that we figured that's like the main Puritan book. That, yeah. yeah. Apart from the Bible, that's, if I understand what I've read correctly, it's the second best-selling book in history. Oh, really? After the Bible. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope that's true. Someone can email me and correct me on that, but I'm we'll tell you, fairly we'll, certain. I guess, hey, I'll tell you what. We'll tell them for sure when uh, we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have a, a special guest with us when we talk about it, somebody who's uh, walked through that book yeah. numerous times. Yeah. You can uh, listen to that book as well. That's the first for way. For free? Um, possibly. I'm not sure where you could find it for free. I listened to it on Audible. Huh. If you guys want to check it out before we get on it next week, um, I, I have Audible. I wonder if you can find it on Spotify or something of that nature. So he started work on Pilgrim's Progress while he was in prison in the mm-hmm. 1660s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So under the sovereignty of God, he's he's given uh, over to confinement to focus on yeah. one thing most of these men too puritan would have been a very derogatory term hmm. they mm-hmm. were called puritan as kind of a slam like they were they weren't liked yeah I'll just say that i suppose so so puritan now what the way we're using it is kind of uh, a reverent term maybe not reverent but a better term than it would have been originally applied to them. They were probably seen as highly pious or holy, but they knew themselves to be yeah. wicked sinners, yeah. which caused them to live a life of repentance, which caused people to see them as yeah. extremely pious and holy, but they didn't see themselves that way. Right. A story of John Bunyan on a country road. I don't remember if he's walking to a church to preach or if he's simply walking in between jobs um kind of at the early stages of his christian walk but he's very distressed over his sinfulness and his sinful nature and and the sin in his life and 
a, a big turning point for him was uh, he was given the words or reminded of the words that his righteousness is in heaven. And so these were men that were very distraught at their own sin before God, but relied totally, threw themselves at the feet of Jesus and relied on his mercy, wow. his righteousness. That's good. Do you know how many years Bunyan was in prison? It was a few. It was quite a few. Twelve. I was going to... You were going to say it? I I uh, don't do I hate that. it when people go. Oh, I was gonna say I was that. Gonna, I was gonna say that. So I'm not gonna do that. That doesn't work in Jeopardy. I was gonna say that. Can't be like what is. Mm, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that. Five hundred points. Um, Twelve years, and they let him in and out a little bit. He even preached outside of prison a few times. One of his kids was born while he was in prison. One was born afterwards. I didn't realize he preached in and out of prison. Uh-huh. Huh. Crazy. And then he was finally released with a declaration of of uh, indulgence issued by the king that suspended penal laws against nonconformists, which he was. Yeah, so this was during a time of kind of back and forth between the Catholic Church and the Protestant movement, I guess you'd say, because it's not very long after Luther, a hundred years or less, 100 right? hundred years, yeah. So the world is still trying to figure out how to deal with this. Where do we go from here? These yeah. people are saying that we can read the Bible for ourselves. Yeah. And we're just still trying to figure out if that's true or if we're going to be allowed to. Right. And it's causing a rebellion in a way. Um, it's causing people to have their eyes open to things that aren't. And have their eyes open to realize that they need to be fearing and following and obeying God before man. Yeah. And uh, when they try and enforce religion upon them, that's uh, one area where we need to not obey. Right. Defy. Defy. So another guy we're going to look at is John Owen, but he mm. he was very learned. John Bunyan was m mostly, from what I understand, self-taught. And uh, John Owen was in the court of uh, King Charles II, and uh, John Owen wanted to go. He was also a professor at Oxford, I believe. He wanted to go and hear John Bunyan preach, and <laughs> the king asked him why he would want to go and listen to such a tinker, <laughs> which would have been a derogatory term as well. And Owen responds, May it please your majesty, if I could possess the tinker's ability to grip men's hearts, I would gladly give in exchange all my learning. Wow. So, so that speaks to John Bunyan's uh, gift of preaching. The Lord was obviously doing that in him. But Yeah. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, who read Pumas Progress over a hundred times, said if you prick John Bunyan, he would bleed Bibline. Mm. Bible. Bleed, bleed the Bible, yeah, yep. yeah. And yeah, not really formally educated. Had some homeschooling and could obviously write. Obviously, he did reading and writing. <laughs> he did reading and writing. He was good at it. Um, so that's that's where we're headed. That's where we're going. If you want a good resource to to dive into some of these people, Banner of Truth mm. is where you can get all Puritan books. Yes. All of them. Yes. They've collected them in gathered works. They have them separate in paperbacks. They have everything. That is all they print. They print a few modern writings, but they're from guys who are 
Puritan-like. Yeah. And uh, so Banner of Truth Trust, they uh, they reprint all these old works. And that kind of started with uh, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Yep. Uh, who was around during uh, World War One and Two? I believe that Martin Lloyd Jones was the royal family's physician. Really? Uh, yeah, from an early age, like in his late twenties. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. His late twenties into his early thirties, and then he gave it up and went into ministry. There's he was a, like the most brilliant doctor in Great Britain. There's a children's book about. Martin Lloyd Jones. Yeah. The doctor who the good doctor or the, something like that. Yeah, something. But yeah. And then he brought up to Ian Murray, like, you know, hey, uh we should distribute some of these Puritan works. Hey, I don't know. This just caught me in the brain. Okay. <laughs> Andy has a piece of Puritan memorabilia. I do. I have a first edition commentary on Hebrews by John Owen. First edition is... This book was printed in 1680. Wow. Printed and bound in 1680. It is is still bound. It is still bound. And who wrote in the front of it? It was owned by a a president of Harvard during the American Revolution. Wow. And he gave it to his congregation? He donated it to the church he was pastoring at the time, yeah. And somehow it... it The Harvard president... Was yeah. a pastor, <laughs> yeah, because that's how Harvard and Princeton started. Yep, yep, Princeton Seminary. Yep. Well, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> nuts. Where we've come. <laughs> there are other seminaries now, though. Yeah, uh, if you're a member of Holt First Baptist, or you go here, or you're in the area. We are also going to be having these Puritan works in our library. Mm-hmm. If you would like to. Take those and read those. Yeah, would encourage that. And I will say, as a not a really a side note, but just just a reminder, we have quickly switched two episodes in of to season three from the more modern works, which aren't bad, to mm-hmm. the Puritans because again, the closer we can get to um, better understanding, yeah, the these guys are just all about the Bible, the scriptures, and we're just like okay. There's nothing better. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah. So it it's it's been said and understood before. So why don't we go back to yes. the people who did? Yeah, rather than trying to figure it out all afresh ourselves. Yeah. And so really going back to the prime source, right, is the Bible. I mean the apostles understood what they were saying. Right. So But our goal in reading this is to be helped in understanding scripture. Mm-hmm. And how to uh, conform our lives to it. Yeah. We like to do that. We like to do that. Sometimes we don't. Unfortunately, we are sinners. Mm-hmm. So our, our, our whole goal with this is we're going to be reading abridged versions. Yeah. I am, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but our whole goal is to kind of bring this into bite-sized forms so that you guys will understand what has been said, uh, the main chunk of the Puritan writing in modern language, and then maybe even that the Lord would be pleased to give you a desire to read the whole thing yourself. Old English, man. Yeah. is really difficult. This <laughs> this commentary you can read, this one I have, you can read, but and it's funny because in a lot of places where we would have an S, there's an F. So it's like confession or 
Confice. Sorry. Well, like Gospels has an S in it when they write it. Gospel. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gospel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Confice, like for concise. Stuff like that. It's and it throws me off. Rachel has no problem reading it. She'll fly right through it. I'm like, what? Oh, really? What is your deal? But I, I really have to. She's a savant when it comes to reading old English. I guess. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, she flies through lines, and I'm like, what? I was forced to read um, the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer in yeah. old English. In the old English. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was a, kind of a neat exercise. Did you do you remember what it was about? Uh no. It's been a you know <laughs> what? I okay. I'm getting older. So I've been out of uh high school a while. Yeah. Yeah. There are kids in high school that weren't even born when I graduated. Wow. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. You are old. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yep. (laughs) So that happens. Yeah. Uh, And we've rabbit trailed here. Rabbit trails. Speaking of rabbit trails, (laughs) fbcholt.com. Plug that in your web browser. Yes. Safari, Google, Firefox. Does anybody use Mozilla? Is that a thing? It's still a thing. I don't know if everybody uses it. Okay. Whatever you use, I don't know what you use. Microsoft Explorer. There's a new Microsoft. Yeah, I was going to say Microsoft has their own thing. Okay. I don't deal with PCs. They're something <laughs> I won't mention. But anyways, fpcold.com, you'll find live worship service at 1030 every Sunday. We hope. <laughs> I was going to say. You know, trying to broadcast something live is uh, more of a pill than we thought it was going to be. It's difficult for where we are, I think. If it's okay, here's the problem. When you when you live stream a church service, you you've got the first level, which is you can do it on your iPhone or a yeah. kind of all in one streaming camera like we had. Yeah, yeah. And it's just easy. That camera sends it out and you have a certain quality and there's only certain things you can do and whatever. Yeah. When you try and go up to the next level or you want lyrics on the screen and you want it on your website instead of Facebook, yeah. Then you got problems. <laughs> This is uh, not to discourage those who want to do that. Oh, I'm sure it's easy for a lot of people <laughs> to figure out. But, but for us. It's just me and this retired guy back here <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, yeah, what do we need to plug in? It's going to be good, though. We're going to have the live services. We're going to have uh, resources. We've got resources on the website. Mm. Now, the website's uh, nice, organized. <laughs> yeah. Looks good. Yeah, shout out to uh, Faith Life, the producers of Logos. They also produce something for churches called Faith Life Equip. Helps us to make websites and do online giving and do our uh, presentation software during the worship service. And yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, that's not a paid promotion, by the way. No, but if anybody from Faith Life happens to <laughs> get a copy of this emailed to them, we're glad to plug your. Yeah, stuff. yeah, we're we've we've enjoyed it for sure. It's proclaim has been very helpful for a Sunday morning service. But anyway, yeah. so you can find some of that stuff on there. You'll probably be able to find the podcast mm-hmm. episodes on our website eventually, or links to them. Well, on RoaringGlory.com as well. Hey, there's something really cool that we can do. We've been talking about this faith life thing that we have for our church. 
And what I can do is that everybody gets a copy of the Logos Bible software that Faith Life makes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe as we go through these episodes, what I can do as the pastor is I can buy like a copy of Pilgrim's Progress to put in everyone's digital uh, library. Yeah. So that and what would be cool about the Logos version of Pilgrim's Progress is it, it there's just Bible references everywhere mm. through every paragraph in Pilgrim's Progress. And so what would be cool on Logos in reading it would be you would read something, you'd see a, a footnote or a subscript, of, you know, mm-hmm. making reference to the Bible, and you could just hover over that and be like, "Oh, okay, that's what that's what he's referring back to." Nice. So it would be a, a good way, you know. And I know they produce um, print versions that mm-hmm. do similar things. It's just a little more time-consuming to go back and forth. That may be helpful for me as I study back through the progress again. Yeah. You know, that's maybe something that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. We just had an idea, and we just went with it. <laughs> it's usually what we do here. That's when I make my best decisions. <laughs> just pops up. Just in like, mind. oh, this would be cool. <laughs> and you just and I just do it. Okay? <laughs> that's never worked out for me. Well, I don't know if it's worked out for me, but it's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of how I ended up with four children. and. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Just like, hey, would this be, let's have another child. So, Roaring Glory, <laughs> <laughs> what's our website? Uh, RoaringGlory.com. It, yeah, it's there. Are we still on Instagram? Yeah, Facebook? hey, big news. Did we already tell people this? I don't think so. We haven't podcasted forever. Oh, that's right. When did she get? Yeah, in between. In between? Yeah. Okay, so big news. Our social media director slash marketer (laughs) slash hype lady slash um, friend (laughs) of the podcast. She got engaged. Yeah, you know what that means. She's done. (laughs) That was a real (laughs) depressing way to talk about her engagement. You know what that means. Well, it's over. (laughs) That's <laughs> as far as the podcast goes. Yeah, but we're no, we're super, super stoked, super <laughs> soaked for her. Yeah, she's getting married to a wonderful guy. I'm going to tell you his name's Chase. I'm not going to tell you his last name for security reasons, security, right? Security, yes, to protect the innocent. Right. We don't want them to have yeah. paparazzi at their house. Oh, stuff. no, absolutely not. So, but he's a young gentleman in med school. He's going to heal the world. <laughs> Given a lot of information to not be given out last names. And they're going to live on oh 122 gosh. Oak Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but they're going to have a wedding, and we're going to be there. We might podcast live from there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the wedding, so maybe we'll... <laughs> we could. Uh, so are, you do- are you singing? I don't know yet. Are you offering our listeners a job? Was that what you were getting at, or are you just announcing? Well, we're not sure that she's done. We just know that she's going to be busy. Which usually means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. We'll see. You know, we'll just play by ear. We'll see. So, yeah. We're just playing it by ear. Yeah. But anyways, we're we're very glad for her. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story just to uh, all you uh, single listeners out there can have hope. 
I remember sitting with Emma in class that we were taking together, and somehow we were talking about her future marriage or whatever. And I remember saying, you don't know what can happen in a year's time. <laughs> and by gosh, a year later, she was engaged. That's impressive. Uh, it's not because of me. It's just because that's true. Well, that's true. That's true. It is. We're about truth here. <laughs> right? Yes. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Yeah. So My word isn't truth. Not your word, no. But it just worked out because <laughs> God decided it. Yeah. No, I agree. We we got to land this plane, right? Land. So the, should should we expect this next week? For this sure, yeah, progress to be out? Yeah, let's bring... Well, we? you know, we'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, our podcast drops every uh, second Tuesday and Thursday at half past noon. That's a lie. Don't listen <laughs> to that. It comes out sometimes, and we'll let you know. Yeah. You can check us on uh, social media, Instagram, our website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you best listen. I don't know. Spotify might kick us all off now. <laughs> we got to all be censored, right? <laughs> is that what they're doing? This is all to basically let you know we're back. And we're <laughs> going to have an episode soon. He's trying to land it. I'm not going to let him. I want to keep circling the airport here. <laughs> yeah. If we get censored, then y'all just have to come to church again. Y'all come back now. All right. Well, you know what? Take care. Get a copy of Pilgrim's Progress. And we'll... We'll meet you back here to talk about it. Very soon.